University Union. This is Laura. This is Trubisha. This is Sadia. And we are ASI. Podcast. I am your main host, Laura De La Garza, your ASI Director of Social Sciences and Interdisciplinary Studies. It's great to be here, and it's even better to be here with my two wonderful co-hosts. Hi, everyone. I am Drobasha Budhani. I'm the current ASI Director of Undeclared Students. Hi, everyone. I'm Sadia Ashraf, and I'm the ASI Vice President of Academic Affairs. All right. So it's great to have you all here, like we said. You guys, thank you so much for joining us in this podcast. I know that we have been away for school. We're still in a weird transitional period, but don't you worry. This podcast is going to help you get involved. It's going to help you connect you with resources that ASI offers, and it's going to help you make your student experience a lot better here at Sacramento State. So how about we get right into it? Are you guys ready? Yes. Ooh, let's go. I'm excited. All right, perfect. <laughs> so our first guest here today is one of the biggest dog lovers that we have. She is wonderful. She is kind. She is our ASI president this year. Welcome, Sam. Hello, everyone. It's great to have you here, Sam. Thank you for having me. So tell us, Sam, you are this year's ASI president. From our understanding, you have been part of the ASI board of directors for quite some time now. How did you first get involved with ASI? Yeah, so I've been a part of the board of directors for the past three years now, and I've served in four different positions, actually. Um, but when I first got involved with ASI, it was actually my first year, my first semester. I started off getting involved in committees. Uh, the first one that really interested me, being a political science major, was Lobby Corps. Uh, they do amazing things when it comes to advocating on different higher education legislation. And it's just something that really interested me. Um, but when I first first heard about ASI was actually at orientation. Um, being that I was coming from a background of student government in high school, I knew I wanted to run for student government in college. I went to the ASI table. They told me, sorry, you can't run until second semester. So I waited till second semester and ran and got my first position. That's really amazing. Well, then, Samantha, what would you say is your favorite part about ASI and being on the board? I would definitely say being a part of the board really is being a part of a family. Everybody has this similar passions in advocating for students and advocacy. It's amazing being able to uplift the voices of others, um, especially within this diverse community, uh, being able to represent people like me and, you know, overall students in, in all I would say uh, being a part of ASI is really uplifting and it's really just an opportunity to connect with students and be a part of something bigger. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I can definitely attest to how the board can definitely feel like a big family. So what advice would you give to students that are looking to get involved? Uh, I would definitely say uh, do it as soon as you step foot on campus. Um, really getting involved is the way you are going to have a good college experience. Um, I would say look into ASI committees, look into possibly getting a job within ASI. We do employ a lot of students and there's really interest for everybody out there when it comes to our student engagement and outreach office from the Children's Center to the ASI government office. And all our other departments that offer student employment opportunities, um, there's amazing ways to get involved in whether that's volunteering, being employed, or running for a position on the board. You can, you know, get involved wherever, but do it sooner rather than later because if you wait, 
and you enjoy it, once it's your fourth year, you'll kind of regret it that you didn't start sooner rather than later. So Samantha, ESI president, huh? So what was your first position? I know you've been involved with ASI for a really long time. We would like to know more about that. Yeah, so thank you for asking that. As I said, I started about three years ago, and this is my fourth position on the board, but the first position I ran for as a first-year student was actually a representative for my college. Uh, I ran for the Director of Social Sciences and Interdisciplinary Studies, which Laura sits in right now, which is an amazing job representing our college. Um, but really, that was kind of my start-off point as to running for a position on the board. After that, I little took a little step up and ran for Vice President of Academic Affairs, which Sadia is in right now, and had the opportunity to go towards uh, Executive Vice President uh, my second semester, and now ASI President. So I've held a lot of positions, but really each one is a learning and growing experience that I just really enjoyed and kept pushing me to run again for another seat. Wow, what a journey. So that's really nice. Thank you so much for sharing about your experiences on the board on ESI. And it's really nice to see you, like the journey that you came across in the past four years. So the thing is, I want to know more about you as a person, though, because so far we've been talking about ASI. But what's your favorite music genre at the moment? Um, I've really been into indie music right now. Um, so kind of those chill vibes, especially like Spanish indie music, um, those are pretty cool. Uh, but I would say top, I guess, artist right now and always has been Frank Ocean. Really love uh, the Blonde album and really chill vibes, you know, something that just gets me in the like mood, a chill, relaxing mood. So tell me, Sam, outside of ASI, outside of school, what is something that you enjoy to do? Is there something that you like to do to decompress do you like going out to eat anything of that sort that might not have to do with the board or with school specifically what do you do outside of here um I, I try to you know prioritize ASI and my academics um that's really what I live for I eat sleep and breathe this but when I'm not doing that I really uh just like to spend some time with my dogs I have a uh, a mini weenie dog and a shih tzu they're adorable they were my pandemic puppies and really are my emotional support animals so uh, they're there for me when I need it I love you know playing with them taking them out for walks um, and then outside of that you know it's just relaxing getting some sleep self-care um, you know to just try to decompress from all my responsibilities and get some me time yeah, that's wonderful. You know, I also did a little pandemic purchase. My my dog, Remy, was a very com impulsive pandemic purchase, but he is my best friend. What are your dog's names? Uh, the mini weenie dog, his name is Cooper, and my shih tzu, his name is Mo. Those are the cutest dog names I've heard in a while. Wow, a mini, a mini wiener dog. How, how, wow, that must be tiny, huh? Uh, he, he's smaller than a, a regular weenie dog, but yeah, he's adorable. <laughs> he has little tiny stubby legs and a buff body, and he loves, you know, just playing. He just turned one, actually, this past Halloween. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. A Halloween baby. We love it. Awesome, Sam. Thank you so much. This is, has been this has been so insightful. And I know, you know, I'm hoping that a lot of the listeners, as you continue to listen to this podcast, and as we bring on more guests, you see that ASI is not only about student government. It is a lot more than that. 
I am not just ASI. Sam is not just ASI. Dervisha or Saudi are not just ASI. We are all ASI. And this is the whole purpose of this podcast. We want you guys to get a good student experience here at Sac State and to be involved. You never know what type of friends you're going to make. You never know what type of connections you're going to have. So let's see. Let, let, let's move on a little bit here. Sam, tell me, what is your favorite food? Definitely, I would have to say seafood. Um, especially when it comes to Mexican seafood. Okay. Uh-huh. I love me some ceviche, some aguachile, some jaiba. Uh, really, that's really why I stopped being vegan uh, two years ago because I miss seafood so much. Um, but definitely, yeah, Mexican seafood. Yeah, I can definitely attest to that. I love me some of that year-round. It doesn't even have to be in the summer. So I know you mentioned very briefly that you are a first-generation student. Is that correct? Yeah, so I'm a first-generation college student. Um, yeah, perfect. Yeah, so definitely, you're 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 the first in your family. Is was there high expectations set for you? How how has that been coming into uh, Sac State with us being one of the most diverse CSUs there is? How do, how do you feel? How is that different from uh, your hometown? Yeah, so um, being a first-generation college student is kind of difficult because you really have to navigate things on your own. Um, being that my parents, you know, didn't attend college, um, some of them, one of them didn't even finish high school, other, you know, didn't finish elementary, um, coming from a, you know, Chicanx background, I really had to navigate everything on my own. Um, thankfully, I was in college preparatory classes that my high school offered, and they really guided me through the process, but um, it was difficult, um, you know, especially being first-generation college student, moving seven hours away from home with a broken ankle. Um, it was it was pretty difficult. Um, but I, as I said, Sac State offers a lot of programs and services where I was able to find my community, and my community was ASI because I was able to represent others in my situation and others like me. So it, it's really, you know, fulfilling. It fills my cup, and I hope I fill others. Yeah, it definitely sounds like you made a home away from home here at Sac State. And uh, students, just like Samantha mentioned, there is resources for everybody here. Whether you're a first-generation student or if you can't find your way around campus, around your classes, you don't know where to go, where to turn, there is the resources for you. Make sure to utilize those. We will be highlighting more of those in the episodes moving forward. And uh, Sam, you know, that is that is quite a goal. So you want to be a politician. Yeah, so, um, you know, there's... A, a lot that I've seen in the political field that, you know, they're really the people who make decisions on behalf of either the state, the city, the country, and be, really being able to be in those spaces. I know, you know, historically, you don't see female Chicanas in roles like this. So I, I want to be able to have the future generation see people like like me in these positions and other people, you know, have a diverse pool of candidates running for office, but candidates in office, in seats, um, to represent this diverse nation and diverse state, because California is very diverse. Absolutely. It sounds like you're shooting for the stars. Are you, are you scared? Are you intimidating? What What are you feeling? I mean, like Dervisha said, you're graduating in the spring. That's quickly approaching. What are your feelings? I'm, I, it's always intimidating. Um, I think, especially because spaces like these in higher education were once not meant for us to be here. Um, so challenging the narratives and really um, pushing the status quo has always been challenging and continues to do so. But it's really um, our job to push these narratives and break down the barriers for future generations to come. Um, I think even in position as, as such as president, it can still be intimidating. 
Um, but really, it's about setting the framework for, um, you know, future, the future, really. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you definitely have a point there. I mean, it, it, it's a shoot for the stars from now on. You know, it's, it's going to be it's going to be exciting. And I'm sure that you're going to do wonderful things in the in the future to come. And after you leave Sac State, you definitely left a legacy. So, Samantha, what's a quote that you normally go by? Um, the one I go by, and it's actually um, in my house, hung up on a letter board. Uh, the time is always right to do what is right by uh, Martin, Martin Luther King Jr. Um, I go by that because, as, as, he say, as he says, the time is always right to do what's right. So the time I'm in now, I always try to do what's right and for my community. You know, during these COVID times, everybody went through their own little uh, difficulties. Is there something when you went through that small, well, I guess it's not very small, but 17 months shutdown, is there something that was challenging for you to um, either get used to or something that you needed to find other ways to do it other than school? You know, being that we were in a Zoom university, what is something that you found challenging during those 17 months that we were in a shutdown? Yeah, really? It was isolating. It was very difficult because um, I had to move back home with my parents because, you know, that's where I felt the safest. I didn't know what was going on. A lot of us didn't know what was going on. It was really uncertain. So I felt the safest being with my parents and really took a toll on my mental health. But really, I was thankful for the support services I was able to go to, not only friends, family, but the services that, you know, our campus offers through student health and counseling. Um, but really reaching out and, you know, breaking the stigma of mental health and, and talking about it and being open about the issues I face to hopefully help others as well. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any advice for those who might be still suffering from that small isolation period that we all went through? Any any words of comfort that you can tell your students? I would say reach out to somebody. Um, let people know what you're going through and they can hopefully guide you through the process or um, help alleviate some anxieties that you're having or go get professional help, you know, seeking counseling or other other realms, but definitely just reaching out um, and and let people know what you're going through because if, if you just keep it, you know, held in, it's going to just keep being a burden on you and you just really need to ask for help. But definitely it, there's, as I said, there's ways to get involved and um, if you put yourself out there, hopefully, you know, getting yourself busy can kind of alleviate some anxieties and talking about it can um, hopefully you can hear from others who are facing the same thing. So, Samantha, what is one of the uh, accomplishments uh, you are very proud of so far? That's a great question. Would you say uh, personal accomplishments or accomplishments within ASI? Let's go with an accomplishment in ASI so far. I would have to say the we did some advocacy last year on a bill, AB 367. It's the Menstrual Equity Act for All, which requires the California State University system to um, have menstrual products located in a central area on campus. I wrote a resolution in support of it, and we did some advocacy on it in the state capitol. And thankfully, it got passed this year and signed by Governor Newsom. So I, I was really proud of that because not only within our advocacy as ASI, but other organizations that were really pushing for it to, you know, bridge the gap with period poverty. Um, but definitely, you know, when it comes to future accomplishments, you know, I hope 
we can get our strategic priorities um, set and it's set in stone to really advocate for those student issues, especially, you know, COVID recovery, um, diversity, equity and inclusion, uh, everything on there. I really hope that we can accomplish it this year. So that was honestly really inspiring to hear. So what about in your personal life? What are some of the accomplishments that you have for that? I would have to say, honestly, making it this far, um, you know, the struggles, as I stated earlier, being a first generation college student and having to pave my own way was really difficult. And um, I honestly went through so many struggles, so many barriers and challenges that at times, like being completely honest and transparent, I didn't think I could make it. And I wanted to you know, quit, but I knew that I couldn't because I, I knew the importance of, um, you know, higher education and getting my education and continuing. Um, I'm just so proud of myself for making it this far and hopefully, you know, graduating in the spring and finally be the first in my family to have a college degree. So that's what I'm proud of myself and say my number one accomplishment right now. That is my ASI president. How exciting. Let's just do a round of applause there. That is wonderful to hear, Sam. Listen, everybody goes through their own little um, goes through their own little problems in life where they eventually come out on top. And it sounds definitely like you you beat the odds. You beat the odds. Would you say you beat the odds coming from, you know, uh, coming from Fontana and being a first generation student? I think that itself is a pretty big accomplishment. And then you got elected ASI president your senior year. And then you're helping with all these legislations and all these little things to be advocated for here at Sac State and for other students to come. Is there anything that you is there anything that you would like to say to those who are looking to to get involved or don't know where to start when, you know, they're 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 interested in advocating? You seem like a bit advocate for a lot of things that have happened here on campus from the time that you've been here at ASI. Is there some? Is there a piece of advice that you could tell those students that are advocating, not necessarily through ASI, but they're advocating and maybe they're, you know, advocating for small causes but keeping it very low key? What would you What would you advise them? Um, I would definitely say sharing your personal stories and personal experiences behind the advocacy work that you are doing is very impactful because. For example, when we go on lobby visits and um, try to advocate for certain legislation or, you know, doing an ask for certain things, it's really impactful when we're able to say the personal experiences and personal stories that go behind us to why we're advocating for something because it puts a face to the story. Um, really, it, it shows that why we need it is because people are being impacted and I'm the person being impacted by such things. So really putting personal experiences, personal stories, um, I would say is number one when it comes to advocacy. And if you don't aren't impacted by it, but you're still trying to advocate for others, bringing in those people that are impacted by it because um, it's really, you know, numbers do a lot. So bringing people in numbers and experiences is really impactful. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that is, that is wonderful, Sam. Definitely one of the best advice, I would say. Let's backtrack. So you mentioned that you were also involved uh, back in your high school in Fontana. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you were involved there? Yeah, so I have always been a busy bee, you know. Um, I, even from high school, I was a part of the softball team for four years. I was in student government for four years and served as a student body president for my last two years. I was government club president my senior year, so... 
was very involved, uh, spent a lot of my time at school, but it's because I loved it. I loved um, being a part of a community where I felt welcomed, where um, we were able to do things for others and really just um, uplift the high school experience, so to say. But I was always very involved, and really I, that's what drove me to getting involved within here at Sacramento State because I knew such the impact it left on me in high school, and I just wanted to continue that, which it did. So, so something about your comment, you said you're a busy bee. So what made you want to be you know, more involved and advocate for students? I would have to say the lack of seeing people like me in these spaces is what inspired me to run for, you know, office, to run for ASI president and all the other positions because I never, well, now we do see people, you know, like AOC and other, you know, Chicana legislators or congresswomen, but it's the fact that growing up, I didn't see somebody like me representing me. Um, and really, it, it just inspired me to, you know, keep going and hopefully be one day be, a, you know, representative for others like me. But um, I, I, I'm so glad that now we're seeing, you know, more representation, but, you know, we need to keep it going and expand those numbers. And yeah, I would, and definitely, you know, my support system was my parents, my, my mom, you know, my mom not being able to have the college experience, being a teen mom, my dad being, you know, immigrant, um, also not able to have that college experiences, you know, I wanted to do it for them. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it, and we can hear your passion. We can hear your passion just, you know, this being the first podcast and us asking you, you know, these questions. We can hear your passion and we can see that you are going to be a wonderful person that the world needs. You know, don't let anybody dim your light. Definitely go for it. Sam, I, I want to ask, I have to ask, where does all this inspiration come from? Does anybody, is there anybody in your life, any any figure that inspired you to be what you are right now and what, you know, who inspired you to to shoot for the things they did? Who inspired you to be a site president? Who inspired you to be, uh, you know, a political science major wanting to be a politician? I would have to say the lack of seeing people like me <laughs> in these spaces is what inspired me to run for, you know, office, to run for ASI president and all the other positions because I never, well, now we do see people, you know, like AOC and other, you know, Chicana legislators or congresswomen, but it's the fact that growing up, I didn't see somebody like me representing me. Um, and really, it, it just inspired me to, you know, keep going and hopefully be, one day be, a, you know, representative for others like me. But um, I, I, I'm so glad that now we're seeing, you know, more representation, but, you know, we need to keep it going and expand those numbers. And yeah, I would, and definitely, you know, my support system was my parents, my, my mom, you know, my mom not being able to have the college experience, being a teen mom, my dad being, you know, immigrant, um, also not able to have that college experiences, you know, I wanted to do it for them. Hey, Sam, so from my understanding is that you're from Fontana. What made you choose Sac State? Yeah, so Fontana, California is about seven hours from Sacramento. Quite a long drive that I got used to, thankfully. But um, I had quite a few options cho to choose from when it comes to going into higher education. But being completely honest, um, Sac State wasn't my first choice, but I don't regret it at all. 
Um, I chose it. I had some fee waivers, um, being that I was a low-income student. I got some fee waivers for CSUs. Um, so I just chose Sac State because I saw on their homepage is like Capital Campus. I was going into political science, so I thought it was a perfect match. Um, but really, when I got here and I visited the campus, it was so beautiful, so many trees. Um, they offer so many diverse programs and um, really anywhere you can get involved within your your community. And um, it really just pulled me in. So I don't regret it at all. And I'm glad I chose Sac State. Either way, it's, you know, a little bit farther from home, but just a quick seven hour drive to visit my parents or a one hour flight. <laughs> Emphasis on the quick. Yes. So, Sam, what is your favorite childhood memory? I would have to say the times we would go to Mexico, uh, we would just pack up, you know, the wicovijas, the, <laughs> the big, big uh, blankets and our pillows and some clothes for the weekend because um, it gets really cold over there. But going to Mexico, visiting my grandparents, my tias and tios out there. Um, there's this one place where we get tacos de vidia, um, and Ensenada is right next to the beach, so we get that fresh seafood. Uh, definitely best childhood memories, all the times we went to Mexico, and, you know, um, just was able to relax and just have some time away from, you know, the, the busy city of, you know, and busy state, actually, of California, because, um, Mexico is a little... A little chill vibes, you know, might ne next to the beach, get some food, and yeah. Sounds fun. So, Samantha, what are some ASI resources that you wish you had known about in freshman year? Uh, I would have to say, there's so many, first of all. There's so many, um, and I'm still learning about them maybe to like this day. Of, maybe, like, some of, like, the best ones. I would have to say the food pantry and the free groceries pop up. I just got like two big packs of yogurt that I am eating now for lunch and breakfast. So, <laughs> um, I you know, if I utilized those before, I'd, you know, definitely um, be a little bit more nutritious and, you know, eating three times a day. But <laughs> um, there's so many resources um, that ASI offers for students that they should be utilizing because they're there for them, made by them. No, I definitely agree with that. But on that same note, what is some, what is one advice that you would want to give to freshmen or maybe even your freshman self? I would say it's going to be okay. I've had so many instances where, as I said earlier, I felt like I was not going to make it, that I just was going to drop out, being completely honest. And if I, I had to tell myself, it's going to be okay, keep pushing, and it's going to be worth it. Because it, at this point, I'm looking back and it is all worth it. All the struggle, all the hardship, sacrifices I've had to make, it's 100% worth it. Speak it into the six and Sam. I think that is, that is a good thing to say to your freshman self. I, I wish I could have said that to myself because... You know, you, you feel a little unsure as you move forward in your career and, and you start doubting yourself. There is a lot of doubt, but you're a perfect example of making it and working for it and definitely persevering. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, Samantha, for closing remarks, do you have anything that you want to highlight at the end of this podcast? Sure. So we are in the midst of celebrating our 65th anniversary of Woo! being ASI. So snaps to that. 
Um, we do have various events coming up. Uh, you can see on our Sac State ASI Instagram all those events and Fun Fact Fridays about the history of ASI, how our programs and services came to be. So stay tuned. Um, it's 65 years of ASI, so yeah. that's fun. Samantha, again, thank you so much for coming into this first uh, ASI podcast that we have. It has been wonderful to have you. It's been wonderful to hear your experience that you have since the first time you got involved with ASI. It is definitely inspiring, and we're hoping that you as a listener, you're able to see the value in being an ASI member or even being involved in your campus. We are going to be doing this podcast moving forward, so make sure to tune in next time where we're going to have another wonderful guest. And who knows? It could be yourself. All right, thank you, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you next time. Singers up. Later.